Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. I got a song filled with shit for the strong-willed. When the world gives you a raw deal, sets you off till you scream, piss off, screw you when it talks to you like you don't belong or tells you you're in the wrong field when something's in your mitochondrial because it lacks on to you like... Knock, knock, let the devil in, malevolent as I've ever been. Head is spinning, this medicine screaming, lick, 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 let us in. It lick, lick, like a solid ball, let your Allen Paul bedridden. Should have been dead a long time ago. Liquid Tylenol, gelatin, sneak my skeletons melting. Wicked, I get all high when Hello, I think I smell the sin of Toxic Tuesday presented by Hatton Stilted of Wilson and today we are going to talk about the all-importance of a backup goalie. <coughs> we did the, I uh, did the, uh, a, uh, what do you call it? I did a, uh, a poll there the other day on Twitter and uh, what happened uh, with the poll was, uh, yeah, 500 votes and I put out a few names of uh, UFAs that are available for, uh, for, um, UFA next year, and uh, yeah, I let you guys vote, the fans, the people who listen to the show, you guys voted, and this is what we have, so uh, let me look here on my thing, I know I'm not well prepared here, but you know, that's the way it is, Um, so after 500 votes, uh, I had Anderson, Crawford, Leonard, and other, uh, 42% picked uh, Corey Crawford, 32% Robin Leonard, 12% Craig Anderson, and 14% picked other. And of some of those others, uh, we would have uh, at Chris Pudsey, a uh, buddy of mine, Chris Pudsey. He said Louis Deming would be a good guy uh, to sign there. And he basically said Montreal has an issue bringing free agents in, and he's not wrong. Um, so uh, Jacob Markstrom was another one that brought up. Pretty good backup. Uh, Halak. Uh, he could he could come in as a good backup for a year or two, you know. Uh, that was brought in by uh, uh, at Paddle Down. Um, so a lot of Hutchinson was another one came in. I'm I, I'm not on Hutchinson. Some people would said keep Lingren. Um, I'm dead set against keeping Lingren. I think Lingren is uh, a terrible goalie. <coughs> uh, this is. You know, people say I'm not toxic enough, so I'm going to get toxic with Lingren here. Uh, Lingren has no rebound control. Uh, sometimes I wonder if he even knows where the puck is after he makes a save. And uh, even though he's looked, made some good saves, and he didn't look too bad on the last game where, where they lost, but uh, uh, to me, Lingren just is not an NHL goalie. Uh, I don't even think he's that great of an AHL goalie. I know some people that I used to work with think he's the greatest God's gift to goaltending, but... Uh, uh, he's not, and uh, yeah, uh, Lingren's not the answer. Uh, Primo, uh, Primo, sorry, is not ready. Uh, give him another year or two uh, to have him going. Uh, yeah, McNevin, 
I don't think he's ready either. I don't think McNevin's in the plans for uh, Montreal anyway, although I think he's a great goalie. Uh, I guess he could be an option. Uh, my my go-to would be Craig Anderson. Uh, I think with Craig Anderson getting a quality uh, NHL goaltender that can play 30 games and everything happens to uh, Price, he can go in there and actually be a number one goaltender. I would like to see that. Corey Crawford's a good one. I think he's going to ask for too much money uh, to go there, although... Uh, I believe he's from the Montreal area or from uh, that, that area anyway. Uh, Robin Leonard. I think Robin Leonard's big issue is that he's going to want to be a starting goaltender somewhere, although I'm not sure where he would go to do that. Um, uh, but uh, to me, I, I would go with Craig Anderson. Um, I think he's your best bet for a goaltender. I kind of want to stay away from the fringe uh, starting goaltenders like uh, uh Kincaid. Uh, personally, I thought Kincaid was going to be an upgrade to Niemi. It turned out he wasn't. Uh, for, I mean, the signs were there, I guess. He went down last year, didn't play all that great, uh, but the year before, he was the main reason New Jersey actually made the playoffs. Uh, and it just, uh, judging by his attitude and that uh, when he gets sent down and uh, how he uh, reacted or how he's reacting in uh, when he was in Laval uh, shows that uh, <coughs> I think he's one of those you know, I think I'm entitled to be here. I should be the blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to get into it because I can't think the guy's mine. But, uh, yeah, Kincaid's just got awful. And uh, I think he worked his way. And when he was in Laval, he didn't even look like he was trying at some of the games. So I think he worked his way out of an NHL job and uh, whatever. Good riddance, uh, you know, Bergevin. There wasn't much UFA goaltending out there to sign. Uh, but uh, Bergevin, yeah, totally missed on that one. And, uh, yeah, we got basically what we have now, uh, Carey Price, Price playing around 60, 60 some odd games. And, uh, yeah, us not making the playoffs. Um, but for, for me, I think Anderson would be a solid backup. Now we're talking Craig Anderson from Ottawa, not Anderson from Toronto. Um, Crawford would be a solid. Leonard would be a solid. There's a lot of solid UFA back. Louis Domingue actually probably wouldn't be a bad backup for Montreal. Uh, but then you're still wondering, can Louis Domingue play 25 to 30 games? Because it's... It, if I if Bergevin is, is, is honest in what he's saying in his interviews, uh, <clears throat> he does want to address the uh, backup issue. He wants to cut Carey Price's games down, and uh, that's uh, the best way to do it is to get a goaltender who is a you know starting goaltender coming to near the end of his career or into the twilight area of his career. Now Craig Anderson isn't I would say you know a top ten, top twenty. Uh, starting goaltender by any means, but he is someone who can and play. Uh, Kadobin would be another one there out of Dallas. Uh, he did really well in Boston as the backup to Rask. He pushed Rask to play better. Uh, does the same with Bishop in uh, Dallas, and he would be another. Uh, he's one of those uh, backup goalies in the NHL that is a career backup, knows his job's a backup goalie, and he does a solid job of it. Like his his main role, it's like the setup man or the closer. In baseball, he knows what his role is, and and he and he takes it to full advantage. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's what we're going to talk about here: goaltending, and uh, what that's one of the pieces the Habs need to move forward next year. Now, uh, everyone's upset about the uh, trade deadline, and uh, which way are we going? What's the plan? And I mean, the plan's there. You're the people who say they don't, Bergman doesn't have a plan or doesn't know what the plan is. You're just not listening to the plan or you just don't like what you hear so you say there's no plan um, 
plan is uh, pretty much the exact same thing Rob Blake's doing in L.A., keeping some of the veterans, building through the draft, and taking those young players to play with the veterans that they're uh, building around. And uh, that uh, is exactly what uh, Bergevin's doing. And everyone seems to be okay with Rob Blake doing it. We talked about it on Habs Unfiltered on Friday, Blaine and I did. And, uh, yeah, so if you have, don't have an issue with Rob Blake doing it, I don't understand why even if you have Bergevin doing it. Um, but, you know, we're beating a dead horse here. People who don't like Bergevin don't like Bergevin. It doesn't matter what he does. They can win the cup and they will find an excuse to say it wasn't Bergevin winning the cup. So, whatever. Uh Moving on from that, uh, he needs to put the pieces together in this offseason, and the backup goaltender is one of them. And uh, the, the the amount of UFA free agent goaltenders out there, even though Montreal's not great at bringing in UFA, they, and they, with the, uh, they're not great at bringing in a UFAs, and uh, that's historic. That's not just for Bergevin. That's for, for almost every GM we've had for a long time. Um uh, if they uh, go to this UFA and they if they go up to 88 million in the uh, salary cap, then they're going to have that. They're going to have all kinds of spaces. Maybe throw a little bit more money at a goaltender than you would want to. And if that's the f- way they're going to do it, then I feel then uh, they should do that to get a quality backup goal, even just for a year or two. Get that quality. Throw four or five million at that backup goaltender. At least then you know if price goes down, you got a quality backup. If you know, Price needs a night off or two nights off. You have a guy that can step in there and win you a hockey game. And that's basically all the backup's there for. Backup's there for is just to win them hockey games without your starters not in and uh, help the team move forward. And that's exactly what they have to do in the offseason. Because uh, if they don't, if they miss the playoffs this year, then you're looking at five and six. And now we're getting into you might as well do a full rebuild, which uh, they're not doing right now. So that's this half of the show. Um, talk about Golden. When I come back, I'm going to talk about a little bit about Cole Caulfield and uh, maybe talk a little bit about a uh, little bit about the offseason plan. Uh, so we're going to in this segment here. We're going to have a few cool commercials, and then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, Cole Caulfield and what his future holds. All right, we'll be back right after these important. You can't miss them. You don't want to miss them. Commercials. Do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym? Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms will get you the gains you need. Bergy Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better character so you can get the gains you need. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms. Arms today. Not a real project, mate. May make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use, if you're healthy, if you want to loyalty, buy a dog. Hey, what's that over there? I don't know, man. It looks like a... It looks like a jockstrap. What, what's a jockstrap doing up in the concourse? I don't know. Let me check. What's it it says C. Lindgren on it. Weird. Man, are you always getting digged out and losing your gear? If so, you should download the new app, GearFinder.com. We'll put microchips in all your gear. 
So when that guy digs you out on a simple play, you'll find your gear later and not some dudes in the crowd. Hey, man, I should take this home to my wife. She might like it. Maybe she can find your gear, too. Well, we'll download the app and we can help Charlie Lindgren out. (laughs) Yeah, help me. Yeah. Throw it over, guys. Gearfinder.com for all your lost gear needs. And welcome back to Toxic Tuesday. I'm Treg Wilson. Hope you enjoyed those commercials. Hope you enjoyed everything. And, uh, yeah, judging by the uh, listeners from last week, you do enjoy the show, so I'm glad I can do it for you. So, uh, the first half we talked about goaltending. I did my poll. I talked about it. We're done with that. Now we're going to talk about Cole Caulfield. Now, Cole Caulfield had a very successful season in NCAA. 19 goals, 36 points, point per game player. He, uh was the leading scorer uh, in his division or in the, for the NCAA and uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin wasn't a very good team. They were supposed to be, but they did terrible. And uh, now he has the choice of whether he wants to stay in university or uh, go play pro. Uh, Mark Bergman in an interview stated that he would rather uh, Caulfield stay in the NCAA for another year and that uh, he doesn't think he's ready for the NHL yet, and I tend to agree with that statement. I think he should stay in the NCAA year, but in the end, it's still Cole, Cole Caulfield's, uh, uh, it's his choice, and if he chooses, chooses that he wants to uh, not stay in the NCAA, go pro, uh, Bergman said he would go to Laval, which again, I think is a, a perfect spot for him. Now, uh, Twitter and uh, a lot of people on uh, Facebook and social media think that uh, he should be, some think he should go right to the NHL, and they think he's going to be a superstar, and some think he should go to Laval and stuff like that. I, I had, don't have an issue with Laval, but uh, I'd rather him stay another uh, year in NCAA. Uh, I'm a firm believer that a player should dominate uh, in the league they're in before moving up to the next step. Uh, not that uh, Caulfield didn't have a great season, but I didn't find he really dominated. Uh, you can argue that, because in a rookie year, he had 19 goals and led the league in points, which is unprecedented. But uh, to me, he didn't look dominating out there, and uh, I don't think he's NHL ready. Uh, Laval, maybe. Uh, he could go to the CHL. I don't remember offhand who has his rights in the CHL, but he could. it's a, one of the OHL teams. Uh, he could go there. Uh, don't think that's really going to do anything for him at this stage anyway. Um <coughs> Uh, so if he doesn't chose to go to the NCAA, uh, Laval is probably the best stop for him. Uh, I think Caulfield's, personally, I think is he could be a 40-goal scorer in the NHL if he can find the open ice. He's going to be a power play specialist for sure. He has a beautiful shot. He knows how to find the, find the open ice. Uh, people argue his size. He's five foot seven, five foot eight, so he's about my height, which is not very tall. Um, and... Uh, yeah, uh, but others argue that he could be like a Martin St. Louis or a Theo, Theo Fleury who, you know, even though he doesn't have the, the height or whatever, he can still be a, an impact player. Uh, is he going to be an impact player for the Habs? I predict between 30, 35 goals, ceiling of 40. Uh, that's my prediction just based on how he's playing, what he had done in the uh, 
uh, in the development program, U.S. development program is what he's done so far at NCAA. I don't see any reason why at the NHL level he can't hit at least 30, 35 goals. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a 50-goal scorer, but then again, I don't know. I also didn't think he could be that much of a uh, uh, assist guy. I thought he'd be like Gallagher, uh, more goals than assists, be like a 30, 35-goal guy with about 60 points, but it looks like he can uh, pass the puck and find the open man as well, so we could be looking at a 70-point guy, which again, for the Habs, is great because some would argue that they've never drafted a guy, a 70-point player. Uh, but then again, people also say they never drafted a 40-goal scorer, even though you had Galchenyuk who scored 30 goals, Gallagher who scored 30 goals, Pacioretty's had 39, but 40 is the key mark for some of these hockey experts uh, who think they know everything but never really, but only, you know, change their, uh, cherry-pick their stats to fit their narrative. Um, so, yeah, so Kokoff, Caulfield comes out of the NCAA. I don't see him being a, uh, going right to the Montreal. It uh, doesn't seem like that's what Bergevin wants to do, and if that's the case, that's good. Uh, for all the people who argue that uh, the development of the young players in Montreal is terrible, uh, I would agree to some. I would say to some degree that's kind of true. It hasn't been great, uh, but then there's a lot of factors that come into that as well. Uh, for instance, where Montreal drafted, they drafted in the high 20s, so you have a 50-50 chance that this guy is going to be some type of player in the NHL. Uh, you have a good chance he's going to be an NHL player, but you have a 50-50 chance he's going to be an impact player or a top-line player in the NHL top six, top four defenseman. Uh, and so far, Montreal hasn't, I guess in the last few years, hasn't hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, Galchenyuk, looked, everyone was hoping him to be a number one center. It looks like he's a not even an NHL winger. Uh, but he did, let's be honest, he did. He is a 30-goal scorer in the NHL. And, uh, yeah, he had a lot of issues, uh, personal issues and stuff like that that uh, didn't really gel right with Montreal and so far with every other team. You want to blame Montreal for his development? That's fine. You ha there's, there's an argument there. Uh, I think there was a lot of mitigating factors to that. Uh, when it comes to, like, McCarron and uh, Sherbeck, uh, Juleson, who I think is just injuries that, that derailed him. I don't think it was development at all. Uh, McCarron, I think he was just the wrong pick at the wrong time. They they, they picked a big center that they thought was going to what they needed. And it turns out the NHL was going to fast, speedy, speedy guys, and uh, he's not fast or speedy. And yeah, I don't see him going anywhere. Houdon, I think Houdon, he's one of those guys that ex I think he's going to excel in the AHL, but not in the NHL. Now I'm kind of getting off Caulfield here and getting on to development. Uh, I do think. Uh, much else development needs to improve. Uh, not so much as the development itself, but how they bring the players up. I don't think Paling should have played last year. I think his hat trick gave him too much high expectations, and now everyone thinks he's going to be a uh, flop. I don't think he will be. I think he'll be a good third uh, line center, or if he can uh, use that body and put up the points, he could be, a, I think, a good power forward top six winger. Um not elite, 25, maybe 30 goals tops. I'd say 25 tops, but I'll give him 30 goals as a ceiling uh, if he hits that. Uh, Cole Caulfield, on the other hand, going back to Caulfield, he wants to get to the NHL as quick as possible. Uh, I think he should take the advice and stay at NCAA for another year. However, he doesn't want to. I think Laval's a good fit for him. He'll play with, uh, you know, we'll see how well he does in Laval. 
if he gets there at some point this year. If he does, I it's still out on that. Um, and see how he does. Hey, if he does really, really, really well in Laval, then that's a good uh, good sign for next year um, to see maybe if he can make that jump to the NHL. Um, some would argue that uh, uh, Cole, uh, Caulfield should go right to the NHL. He's that good. Uh, there's not too many right now saying that. I think after a whole year of watching him play in the NCAA, I think we're pretty good at saying that's, that's, let's hold on. For the people who argue about that, you can't sit there and say you want the players to develop better and then argue that they should be in the NHL right now. Like I, I've seen that to the other couple of days where people would argue we're playing Ouellette and Folin over Fleury and Brook and a lot of the younger guys. And, well, Fleury needs to develop. He was in the NHL. He tapered off. He, there's some stuff he had to work on his game. That's why he gets sent to Laval. No reason to bring him back up. Let him work on his things. Laval. Stay with Kotkaniemi. I mean, who's injured with the has a spleen injury now, and uh, same with Ryan Palin. So there's no rush for these guys. Like, so don't don't argue. At one point of the season, these guys should be in Laval developing, not in the NHL, and then argue later on in the season because we're losing and we have guys that are playing aren't very good, like Foling that these guys should be up there. So it's not about uh, playing the better person. It's about developing the younger guys so he becomes that much better of a person later on. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the show. Um, we talked about goaltending, talked about Caulfield. Uh, I think Habs Unfiltered, uh, that's going to come out on Friday. I believe we're going to talk about uh, uh, the coronavirus and what's going on uh, going on. Uh, Paul Wilson going after uh, Brendan Kelly and what it means for PR and press. Uh, Romanov and his usage and how it's gone down in the in the KHL, and I, I have an idea of why about that, but we'll get to it on the Friday show. Uh, yeah, so that's what's coming up on Friday. I hope you enjoy this show. It's uh, not a very long one. I didn't really have a lot to talk about today. Uh, you know, it's Toxic Tuesday. I don't think I've been that toxic. Maybe a little bit. Lingering shit. Kincaid shit. And uh, we need a new backup goalie and Caulfield. All you uh, people who think he's going to come in in the NHL in, in the next week and light it up, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. So uh, anyway, uh, um, thank you for listening to the show. I hope you uh, tune in later. Uh, tune in on this show. And, uh, yeah, thanks for making us uh, uh, the top one of the top five best podcasts in Canada for the Habs. And top 50 for all of hockey. Anyway, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And hope to see hear from you and talk to you on Twitter. And uh, see you Friday. And I know they're going to hate, but I don't care. I barely can wait to hit them with the snare in the face. Swear in the face. This fucking world better prepare to get laced because they're going to taste my rhythm. I got that adrenaline. Adrenaline. Not going with them. Never going to slow up in them. Ready to stand. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 